0: Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review, this time of Men in Black International on 4K Ultra High Definition Blu-ray Disc. I'm a fan, a huge fan of the original Men in Black movie. I liked 2 and 3 when I saw them in the theater, but now watching them, 2 is pretty terrible. They made some really bad decisions. It was overall a good idea, but... It, it just, it doesn't hold up well. Man in Black 3 kind of returned and did something a little different. And I appreciate it for that. And it did have some highly entertaining moments. I mean, all three movies have the gift of the chemistry between Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. It just, it that just worked. Well, the third one was a little different. But anyway, 2 and 3 just, I don't go back and watch them. I'll go back and watch the first one. So I saw Men in Black International over the summer as part of my AMC A List program. I can see up to three movies a week, and I really enjoyed it. I saw it the day it opened. I was like, "Okay, it's getting bad reviews, but I'm going to go check this out." And I walked out of the theater and went, I-, "I like it." Watching it again last night, I chose to do. I picked up a mod pizza and and watched that instead of the overblown sports fest that was on TV. And really enjoyed it. I, I don't understand the hate. Now, this movie was made for a little over $100 million and went on to make $253 million worldwide. Not a throbbing success by any stretch of the imagination, but it did make back its budget and a lot of people went to see it. So, you know, It works better than two or three to me and is my second favorite Men in Black movie. That's not to say it's a perfect film, but it's highly entertaining. It moves quick on the two hours it's on the screen. If I have any serious complaints about watching it this time, um, it's a silly wig they put Rebecca Ferguson in. (laughs) I mean, I, I know she's supposed to be an alien and all, but she's a really attractive actress and that didn't help at all. And... One of the green screen scenes where they're on the space motorcycle in the desert didn't hold up as well on 4K as it did in the theater. It did not look as obvious in the theater as it did on the 4K last night. But other than that, the movie was directed by F. Gary Gray, who has become a really great director. His first movie was a movie called The Negotiator. If you've never seen it, it was an early Kevin Spacey, Samuel Jackson police thriller, and it was really good. He went on to direct The Italian Job, which was a great remake— Straight Out of Compton, which was a fine, you know, fairly accurate kind of historical document kind of movie. And The Fate of the Furious, which is the 18th highest grossing film of all time. Not that the Fast and the Furious movies are great by any stretch of the imagination, but they're entertaining. So the dude knows how to craft an entertaining movie. And I thought he did a really good job as... The whole idea of the movie is to not reboot it, but continue the story on things we haven't seen in the Men in Black universe. This is Men in Black International, so it takes place mostly in England. Uh, A little bit in Marrakesh. We do some world traveling. But overall, it, it gives a more world view of the Men in Black. And we don't have our two stars returning, but we do have two stars that have great chemistry together, and that's Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. They were great in Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok. And I can't believe they made a series called Ragnarok. Now I have to qualify Thor Ragnarok. Anyway, so nobody gets confused. Movie also stars, as I mentioned, Rebecca Ferguson, Emma Thompson, and Liam Neeson, of all people, are in this movie. So there are some high-caliber actors in the movie. It has kind of a nameless villain. That may have worked against it, but again... Um, I don't think that's so much of a detriment. They were certainly villains to be worried about. And then there's a deeper story going on. This is a more complicated movie than the first three. There is a deeper story. We're introduced to a character, and I'm not giving... There won't be a whole lot of spoilers in this, but you should have seen the movie by now. Um, You can get it in the trailers that as a young girl, Tessa Thompson's character sees aliens and doesn't get neuralized. So for 20 years, she tries to find this unnamed organization that deals with alien beings. And she eventually does, through, through sheer will, find the men in black and petition to become a member. And they, of course, Emma Thompson says, we don't, you know, accept applications, we recruit. Well, I want to be recruited. And she turns out to be quite a good agent, and is a probationary agent teamed up with the supposedly best agent of all of them, Chris Hemsworth character, H., and, of course, once we meet him, he's not the best men in black. He's falling asleep at his desk. He's cruising along on his, his uh, assumed... Again, I don't want to get into any spoilers. In the, in the opening of the movie, it goes back to 2016, and he and Liam Neeson take on an alien threat, but we don't see how it works out. We just know that later he, it's mentioned as he did something amazing. He, he saved the world with with nothing but his wits and and a weapon. And we get no more details than that till further into the film. And then there's a suspected mole in the men in black organization because an alien gets killed who should not have gotten killed that most people didn't even know was on the planet. So there is more of a, an intriguing storyline than perhaps the first or the first two sequels we'll call them. And I thought everything was well done. The special effects are good, except for the aforementioned green scene, uh, scene that green screen scene that didn't come across on the four K as convincing as it was in the theater. But other than that, the special effects are good. The aliens are good. There's a lot of practical effects. Um, it's a it's an interesting storyline. It, it's a lot of fun. Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson obviously had a blast making this movie. They play off each other well. It's, it's a good relationship where he you know considers her an underling and she thinks she's far beyond that. And I don't know. I don't get all the hate. It's the same thing I feel about the Terminator. Dark Fate movie. It was the best of all of the sequels. Well, except for the, fir- the first two Terminator movies can't be touched, but all the other ones are pretty weak and Dark Fate kind of reset the clock, re, re got things in line. and was actually, if you take the Terminator out of it, it was a highly entertaining action movie. It, it was one of the better action movies of the year. But people are bashing the crap out of it, even though it's at 70 on Rotten Tomatoes, 70%, and just because it didn't make a lot of money. And it's funny that internet culture has gone that way, that, okay, it wasn't a financial success, but it was a critical success, but people will bash it anyway because it didn't make money. Uh, I'm sorry, some of my favorite movies didn't make money. So be it, you know, but it still didn't change my enjoyment of the movie. And I'm not going to go on the internet and just bash something because it didn't wasn't a blockbuster that everybody expected it to be. If I was entertained by the movie, like I was with Terminator and I was with Men in Black, I will go on this podcast and say I was entertained. Again, I think people remember the Men in Black trilogy better than it was. It, it's kind of looking through rose-colored glasses into the past. It's been a long time. And if you go back and watch 2 and 3, they just don't hold up that well. They're they're especially 2. 2 is just not a good movie. It has some good parts and you can't go wrong having Will Smith and Timmy Lee Jones play the characters, but it just doesn't work today. It it just it doesn't hold up. So Men in Black International is my second favorite Men in Black movie and I wish they would make more. They probably won't. But I think now that we're where we are with the characters and how it ends, would be interesting to see where they go from here. And I've always enjoyed the Men in Black universe. I was not someone who read the original comic books. But I love the first movie and the the universe, the mythology that it creates, and how this movie just builds on that. It's another story in the Men in Black universe. I am fine with another story in the Men in Black universe. It doesn't have to be as good as the first one, as long as it's entertaining. So... It's probably on streaming services by now. This was a movie that I went back and forth on whether or not I was going to own. It got some decent 4K reviews, and on Black Friday, it was incredibly cheap. So I went ahead and picked it up and finally watched it last night because, well, I had seen it in the movies, and, and I'm I'm more interested in watching things I haven't seen, but I will revisit certain things. And I again, this was listed as one of the worst movies of the year, so I rewatched it, and it's definitely not. I mean... I saw some pretty bad movies, and I I do a good job of avoiding bad movies. Uh, Some of my friends really enjoy watching a terrible movie just for the fun of it, but I think it's a waste of time to watch something that's truly bad. And so I, I do read a lot of reviews, and I have a few reviewers that I trust, but again, reviews won't sway me if it's something I really wanted to see. Based on the people who were in it, based on the people who made it, we have the same producers that have done all of the Men in Black movies. I wanted to see this movie, and like I said, I went to the theater by myself to see it. I had a good time, ate my popcorn, and laughed out loud. And again, watching it last night, picking up a pizza and watching the movie, I enjoyed it again, and I will watch it again before I would watch Men in Black 2 or 3. So that's my review. It's the second best Men in Black movie. Go back and watch 2 and 3, and then watch this one, and tell me what you think. I, I think it doesn't deserve the hate it got, and should have made more money at the box office. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, I can watch Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson spar in just about any movie. And Rebecca Ferguson, you know, she started playing villains. And I think she was brilliant in Doctor Sleep that comes out tomorrow. And I will have another review of that. That's one I saw in the theater and absolutely loved. And cannot wait to see the director's cut. I've been waiting. It's available on streaming services already. But tomorrow, um, the Blu-ray and the 4K comes with a Blu-ray that has a 30-minute longer director's cut of Dr. Sleep. And that will be out tomorrow. And if you haven't seen it, go watch the original Shining if it's, if it's if it's a movie you like. I know a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with it. It's kind of slow. It's, it's definitely dated by today's standards. But I re The Shining right before I saw Dr. Sleep and had a blast with Dr. Sleep and cannot wait to see the longer version. But anyway, I'll get into that. I'll be picking that up tomorrow, and we'll do a review later in the week when I can re-watch it. But anyway, Men in Black International, I give it a thumbs up. It's an entertaining sequel. It's definitely not as good as the original, but it's better than 2 and 3. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. I do podcast reviews, opinions, interviews. Please subscribe to the podcast. Check out the Patreon page. I just came up with some good ideas over the weekend of some things I'm going to do on Patreon that will be private and not posted publicly, so you need to get in there for as little as a dollar a month, $5 a month, you know, that kind of thing. And at higher levels a month, you get free stuff. I, I, I promise, it's really cool free stuff. So check out the Patreon page. I'm Scott Hamilton. Thank you very much for listening.